Hello, welcome back to the Digital Media Center podcast. I'm your host, Deron Duncanson, and I'm here with the accomplished Dana Walker Boyd. So, Miss Boyd, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful, Deron. How are you? Oh, I'm good. So, can you tell us who you are and what you do? Okay, my name is Dana Walker Boyd. I am a mom, wife, entrepreneur, fashionista, and my uh, full time role is being a real estate associate broker with Robert DeFalco Realty. Good. You said you're a mom. How many kids do you have? I have two, two sons. Oh, what are the names? Jordan and Brandon. So what inspires you to be a real estate? Our family has always been homeowners. Uh, we've been owning property since 1950s. We've always had multiple properties. We had summer vacation homes. So it was interesting and very easy for me to get into this industry by way of just knowing where we came from in terms of our legacy and our generational wealth and properties that were passed down. And um, I took a break from the fashion industry, which was my real full-time job. I had a very accomplished um, career in the fashion world. And um, I took a, uh, a break. The company relocated to China, and that allowed me to have a great severance package. And I took the summer off, and I ran into a friend of mine from the school, and he introduced me, reintroduced me into real estate. We had one conversation. A week later, I was registered in real estate school. Within uh, 10 days, I was uh, I have finished the class, and 17 years later, I'm still going strong in the real estate industry full time. That's good to hear. So you said your family has a history in real estate. When did your family start real estate? They started purchasing just as acquisitions. And our family is very interesting. We are the type of family that, um, they're a large family, a bunch of sisters and brothers. They migrated here from New Orleans. And um, because of the temperature, a few of my family members actually had asthma. So they had to move up where the climate was going to be better. And my uncle, and my great-grandfather, they started just buying properties for each sibling on a block. So we had in Philadelphia. So we've always owned, you know, six or seven houses on multiple blocks. And from that point on, it was just home ownership was always instilled in us. So, like, you kind of always knew you were going to do it eventually. I did, yes. And I also had a mentor um, in Staten Island. I was uh, one of the first... Uh, founding members of the first Urban League Youth Council in Staten Island. And um, one of our mentors owned a real estate company, and he owned a Century 21 chain. And I think from that point, we just kept, real estate always just kept coming around, you know, and working with him and him being our mentor, we got to spend time in the office and see how it was to be an actual broker and how to impact people's lives on a daily basis. That's amazing. So what challenges have you had to overcome being a black woman in your industry? Okay, let's unpack that. (laughs) So I love being the unicorn in the room. I love being the only person there if that's the building that I'm going to be in. And I'm going to walk in there with my head up high. And um, you don't allow anyone to make you feel inferior. Never. You you walk in head high, head strong. I've had a lot of, um, I just never let that bother me because the industries that I have been in, I have been the only black woman in the room, you know, in a management level, in a leadership level. So for me, I, you know, I just move forward with it. I don't allow any, anyone to disrespect me or my culture, jokes, things like that. You know, we'll, we'll have a quick conversation and put those things aside. But overall, I say I've really garnered a lot of respect and really haven't felt inferior in any room that I walk in. 
So if you could change one thing about the industry that you work in, what would it be? I would say just leveling the playing field of, um, as it relates to real estate, to really making it open so all people of all price points can really still have beautiful and affordable housing. I think we need to invest in our communities and not, there is, although we're not redlining, there is still an imaginary red line that is going through uh, a lot of the communities. The black and Hispanic communities do not see the same type of influx of money coming in, um, building shopping centers and malls and things like that that are going to impact the community in a lot of positive ways by you know, job, job creation, as well as just beautifying the locations. You know, you can see the stark differences to where the money, where the money stops, and you can see where, where it really flows. So I think overall we need to look at all of our communities and not just identify them when they become the new, uh, the new hot spot. You know, we can look at all the boroughs in New York City, and they've all had, a, 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 they've all had specific gentrification happening, and that is when you know communities of other nationalities come into your community and then it becomes, it has value. Then the banks start lending money and start growing and developing the, comp the, developing the community, but that also forces us out. Most importantly is that um, uh, African Americans, Hispanics, Mexicans, anyone that is of a minority, Asians as well, really have to get involved into the community and not just allow things to just, um, you need to have ownership. It's really important to own where you live. If you rent where you live, you are a tenant anywhere, you can be forced to move, your rent can go up. When you have your own property, it changes the scope of the entire neighborhood. You have to own where you live. Okay, so one more question. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give to a newcomer in your field? A new field? I would just say, listen, you're gonna, it's all, all businesses start with their sphere of influence, so you have to let everyone know this is what you do. You cannot be a secret real estate agent. You have to make sure people know every day you're giving out seven to ten business cards or you're touching and talking to people who might need your help. And once you become a realtor or you hear things, you could be walking down the aisle in a supermarket and you'll hear someone talk about real estate and it's your opportunity since you heard that to introduce yourself and make contact. All right, thank you so much. This has been Deron Duncanson with the NYC Digital Media Center with um, Dana Boyd. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Deron. Deron.